Hey, thanks for listening to Tebs Talks, the premier useless podcast. Don't forget to give it a like, give it a share, and follow the podcast to hear more episodes. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Tebs Talks, the premier useless podcast. I am your host, Jason Tebs. Earlier today, my wife and I were talking. Um, Our child was at daycare, and we were watching the video cameras at my child's daycare. So we get this really there's this really cool setup where essentially you can log into uh the cameras that they have at the place and you can view your child's classroom just to see what's going on see how things are see how things are going for that day see if see if your child's okay how they're doing what they're up to um we really really love that we can view these video cameras um we just feel like it provides a level of accountability that we wouldn't get other places and Quite frankly, we just love watching our kid interact with other kids um, from kind of a bird's eye observer type view. Um, And there are pros and cons to having this ability to just essentially watch our kid while he's at daycare. Uh, The pro is what I just mentioned, just that accountability, that that knowledge of, okay, he's okay, he's doing this, he's doing that. Uh, like right now, as I'm recording this, he's down for a nap. I could pull up the app, get on the camera and see like, yeah, he's sleeping right now um, because it's nap time. So we love that so much. The the downside to the ability to get on the cameras is it just makes, makes us miss him a whole heck of a lot. Like when we can see our baby and we can see our child and he's just so cute and we love him so much, and we're just like, oh, you know, like, oh, I, I want, I want to have you back. I want you back in my arms. I want, I want to give you snuggles and loves and hugs again. Um, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, while he's here with us, you know, he might get on our nerves occasionally, but man, watching him on those cameras, you, you just, you just remember and you're reminded just how much you love them. Uh, or at least me and my wife just get reminded how much we love our child. So that is the one downside, but, um, there have been a couple times where I've logged on, um, or my wife has logged on to the cameras just to observe what's going on. And we see, um, another kid push our kid and we see, um, uh, another kid like take his snack or take a toy from him. And we've seen him, you know, take a toy from another person. We've seen him, uh, smack another kid and, in those moments, you just want to rush by your child's side. Like, I popped open the cameras and, oh, this this kid just full on, as much force as this little two-year-old could muster, shoved my kid to the ground and my kid started crying. Um, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I, I just want to hold my child and tell him everything's going to be okay and give him so much love and it's heartbreaking to see that. But I know that he is learning and he is growing and he is gaining those social skills that he needs. Ultimately, you know, he gets pushed down one day and yeah, that sucks. And ideally I wouldn't want that to happen. But in the greater picture of things, I have the knowledge and the understanding that it's okay that he gets pushed down now and then. I'm sure he's pushed down or will push down a different kid. Um, He's learning and he's growing. And sometimes you get knocked down when you learn and you grow. But this morning, we were watching the cameras. um, 
and my kid had a toy and another kid was trying to yank the toy from him um and he just like you could tell my kid was like not happy and he was just wanted to be left alone by this kid and finally he he goes running away my kid does um had still had the toy in hand goes running to the other side of the room and plays with some other kids and and then all of a sudden he's sharing you know the toy with another kid um another little girl and just seeing him interact and have those good times and those bad times my wife said oh my gosh this is how god must feel but times infinity and it got me thinking like that's so true i agree with that that statement so much it's like here i am observing my child like i can see them in real time and i can see the the pains that they're having and I can see the the struggles that they're having, but I can also see the really good times and the really bad times. And just when I'm watching them on that camera, I have so much pure love for him. Just so much love for the kid. And when I see something bad happen or sad happen and I see him get hurt and knocked down and pushed and a kid or a toy gets stolen from him, and I, I sit there and I'm like, okay, there's nothing I can do, right? He has to experience that himself. He has to have those experiences, learn and grow and gain those social skills and know how to navigate with other children. Like he needs to learn those things. That is that is a lot of the reason why my wife and me put our kid in daycare is so he could learn those things. You know, previously he was just hanging out with us at home and he'd be home all day and we were the only people he would see. And we we realized that that's not healthy for him. He needs to be amongst other kids his age. He needs to interact and socialize with kids his age. It was It's so important for his development and we just weren't giving that, giving what he needed. Uh, and this whole COVID world uh, didn't make it any easier, right? through such developmental years of his life where he you know he does need to begin and starting those social skills like a lot of social situations just got shut down now thankfully the the daycare is able to run um with like strict sanitization and mask guidelines and those sorts of things but it's one of those things where it's like reasonably there's nothing i can do i could walk over it's like Less than a five-minute walk. I could walk over. I could get my kid. I could hold him. I can bring him back home where I feel like he'll be safe and happy and protected where I can protect him. I could walk over and I could get mad at the other kids that are – there's this one blonde-haired kid that's been the um, culprit of many of my son's shovings. Um so I, I could go in there and I could scold that blonde haired kid and get in his face. And, but, but what would that achieve? Like what good would that actually do for my child, for the other blonde haired child, for myself? What good would it do if every time I saw my kid get a little bump, scrape or bruise that I went flying over there and just coddled him and brought him back home and was like, Hey, you're safe. You're safe. It's okay. I mean, in the moment, I might feel better about myself. I might have a little less anxiety. I might have a little less sorrow and fear. 
um, you know, he might feel a little more comforted and have a little less anxiety as well, but reasonably there's nothing I can do other than watch and know that I love him and know that at the end of the day he is coming back home and I will get to be with him again and I will get to hold him and tell him I love him and at the end of the day he will go to bed in his crib and he'll be safe and we'll be there and I'll be able to get him in the middle of the night but when he's in the thick of it and he's going through those experiences I can't do anything and it's rough and that's how God must feel but instead of me feeling like I have the justification where the blonde head kid isn't my kid so I could get mad at him all day and you know feel better about myself and just blame this blonde head kid God it's every single one of his children it's seeing his own child hurt his own child it's seeing um hundreds and hundreds and millions and millions of his own children and billions of his own children have the best days of their lives the worst days of their lives amazing moments awful moments and there's very little god can actually do to like step step in like there's not much he can do a lot of people get upset because it's like if you're an infinite god why do you let these bad things happen and i think you know until you have a very limited experience like it you can't fully understand i think parenting has taught me a lot about what god probably feels on such a minute level and it's just like you know i'm i'm even just talking about it to a microphone and i'm i'm crying and i'm getting emotional and it's just like it's my one kid um at daycare not billions of children in a lifelong struggle going through earth it's like i the amount I'm experiencing is so non, um, like it's so minuscule and not important to the greater, grander scheme of like what God has to experience with that. I, I can't even imagine like God does have the benefit of having an infinite love and an infinite wisdom and, and there's all that. But when my wife said this morning, like, this is how God must feel, but you know, times infinity, I just, I found that to be so true. I'm going to take a quick break, blow my nose, and I'll come back at you. Okay, I'm back. My nose is clear. I can breathe. (sighs) Feels good. (laughs) But I just kind of want to end out this episode with the whole argument of, well, God, if he knows everything, if he's so perfect, if he has that infinite love, and if he can do literally anything, he's God. Like, why does he still let these bad things happen? And again, I just I just have to go back and it's to the example, and it's not a perfect example, and it's not going to satisfy everybody, um, and it's it's so minuscule and 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 compared to like what other people actually experience in their lives and and the power that God actually has to like stop those things. But again, like I can watch another kid shove my kid, and it wouldn't be hard for me to go over there and put an end to it or like to take him out to bring him home to keep him home whatever it might be and just put him back in this little box of a what i deem perfect situation i know that there are people in this life that have gone through real horrors that i could never imagine and i'm not trying to justify any harm or pain 
that anybody has experienced at the hand of somebody else because that sucks like it super duper sucks it's so rough and i i can fully understand how one might say like okay there's there's no way there could be a loving god if he lets these things happen because there was a point in my life where i kind of felt the same but i do believe that this life is a life meant for learning it's a life meant for having experiences both good and bad it's a life meant to grow and part of growth is failure um it has the good with the bad and if life was nothing but good it would be meaningless if it was nothing but bad it would also be meaningless um the the real atrocities that happen especially at the hand of somebody else that again it's just like i i can't fathom i can't imagine i i i can't i can't say i've experienced you know, some of these things and even can relate to some of these other things. Again, I don't want to justify the actions of any wrongdoer and say like, oh, like it's just all part of the plan that you got hurt because that's not true. I believe it's ultimately a plan of happiness, but I need to choose my words like super carefully here. At the end of it all, and it might not come on this lifetime, I really do think that there will be answers and there will be a reconciliation of those things and there will be clarity in it all. This world can be like a dark, um, muddy place and a lot of muddy things happen, but I do think that clarity will come and I'm not saying like, oh, good can come out of it. Like there's there's always a silver lining because that's not what anybody needs to hear when they're going through the thick of things and Sometimes that may not even be true. It It's hard to give my beliefs or what I might think is the answer when they are so like, okay, personal to me and kind of intangible. And it does require a, a faith that not everybody's going to share. And that's, that's okay if we don't share different faiths. Um, but, you know, there, there is growth and there, there will be peace and there will be reconciliation. And just like at the end of the day, I know my child at the end of the day does come home and will sleep in his own crib and me and my wife will be there to answer his, his cries and to hold him and to love him and to be there for him. I think that same situation just gets magnified when we're talking about life and it, you know, kind of comes into the common theme of what I talked about with the whole, um, the problem with religion episode and the afterlives episode. I, I realized like a lot of them all kind of mesh together. So if you want kind of the whole big picture, my ideas on it go listen to those ones as well. But I just, I think when you become a parent, you start to understand a little more about like pain and sorrow. Cause there, I, I know there's not a thing that my wife and I wouldn't give up to like, make sure our child's okay. Um, and make sure he's safe. And sometimes you just have to look at a situation like him getting shoved over with a little two year old's complete might and him crying and, and 
realize that that in the long run is okay and he'll learn and he'll grow and he he needs to have those experiences like aside from if he actually legitimately got hurt of course we would go we would go to his aid and make sure he's okay and get him the proper uh medical attention that he might need but so there will be that threshold where we would of course step in it's not like we just sit back and say well you're living you learn and i guess sometimes people feel like that's how god is sometimes but i also think when we're dealing with gods it's like infinitely more grand of a scale and his you know that whole return of christ and that whole return to comfort will be infinitely more precious and valuable to all of us uh, it's just it's just a scale that we can't fathom you know god the the scale that god is on we we can't possibly fathom because we can't really fathom inf- infinites infinities like it's just hard for our mortal brains to to wrap around so man i am glad i don't have god's job <laughs> i mean someday you know according to my beliefs i i someday i i do believe i will have god's job um with my own spirit children but I'm glad that mortal Jason does not have immortal and infinite wisdom God's job because I have the opposite of infinite wisdom. I have very small wisdom and a a very, very mortal. Um, But that's where I'll leave it for today's episode. Go ahead. Follow me on Pummelhead. Follow me on Twitter at Pummelhead. Gosh. Um, Like, share, favorite the podcast. Send it to your uncle. And if you don't send it to your uncle, I'll know. Actually, no, no, no. Send it to your uncle second. First, send it to your parents. <laughs> My parents already listened to this, so they'll probably... But I bet you if you send it to your, to your parents and be like, Hey, does this make a lick of sense to you guys? Um, I bet you that even if they're not religious, they could be like, Okay, no, I, I kind of see what, where, where he's coming from. Um, I think that'd be an interesting conversation. Um, and if you have kids, send it to your kids because I, I do think that'd spark an interesting conversation. So thanks for listening to Teps Talks, your premier useless podcast. It actually does actually have a use. Um, I will catch you next time. <laughs>